In previous episodes, I had talked about personal time, work time, two elements of lifetime. Sounds, uh, sounds pretty heavy, doesn't it? For something so simple, today's society and how each and every single one of us broach it, we end up having to play a balancing act with what exactly it means to have time for ourselves and time for others. Others can be anything from friends, family, loved ones, to our jobs, our hobbies, our dreams, our desires. I segregate the two because time for oneself can incorporate all of those things as well, too. But as I've been finding more and more, as I've gone through therapy, more more therapy sessions, and spent time, you know, on occasion journaling, but also sitting and thinking. For those of you listening, when was the last time you really sat down and just gave yourself a quiet moment to think? Five minutes, ten minutes, half a day. And I don't mean while you clean. I don't mean while you catch up on work or check emails. I mean, turn off your phone. Don't turn on Netflix and either sit or stand somewhere where you just have the time to think. I was really, really fascinated by this idea months ago. I used to, and I am really lamenting the fact that I don't do it now. I used to meditate quite a bit. Nowadays, I'm lucky if I even get one small session in. Life has a really weird way of making us feel that whether you call it hustle culture or just inevitable busyness, whatever it is, that we should never slow down. It's almost like if we take the time to slow down, death will catch up with us or we'll suddenly become aware of a lot of things in life that we're either running from or just don't really want to deal with. Now, for me, it's both. And I am not somebody who's going to sit here and criticize or lament over something without it, you know, being a source of contention for myself. And it certainly is. Okay, so I'm like two to three minutes into this. So let me go ahead and introduce myself. I am Mario, the artisan rogue. And this is Radio 74. This is more of like a a show that I do that just kind of reflects my personal thoughts and, you know, what I've done and that sort of thing. It allows me to be able to get my thoughts out and record them down for anyone that wants to listen to them. It's just me as an artist, as a creative person, and my journey in life. So as I've been getting older and more time has gone by recently, I've thought to myself, when am I going to be able to really hit the reset button? It seems like as as time goes by, it seems more and more like I devote less time to understanding who I am. Now, I know, I understand some people will probably cry out, oh my God, is this a thing about finding yourself? Is this something about like finding your center or some sort of metaphysical thing? No, no, it's, it it may be, but it's, I don't intend it to be. What I mean is, as I've gone through therapy and as I've just lived life recently, 
I had to make some really heavy decisions. Where I was heading professionally, I was not really enjoying it. I was consistently knocking myself down. I was having issues. I couldn't focus. I was making more and more mistakes daily. Every single project I was taking on, whether it was for a client or myself. Something that I discovered, though, was when I decided to be very frank and very real about this and try and discuss it. I can't help but say that I was disappointed because, you see. Nobody really likes to see anyone hurt. Not really. I mean, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule, but your average person doesn't want to see somebody else go through problems or suffer or struggle. Not really. Because it's uncomfortable for them. And I'm, and I'm dead serious. Think about it for a moment. I know that whenever I used to work at various places, if I was struggling with either what I, at the time I didn't know was depression and here recently ADHD, most people didn't really want to think about it. it, if, it inter, if it intervened with how they were progressing with their efforts, their job, their company, their workload, whatever, it was viewed as more of an annoyance than anything else. Or at least that's how I took it. And one of the real problems with that is that it it doesn't give permission for anyone to open up and say, hey, I need help or, hey, I'm really struggling here, right? We live in a society, and I've talked about this before, where there are literally songs written with lyrics like working for a living, you know, working for the weekend. I mean, just you name it, this sort of weird, crazy thing where we're just not allowed to step back and take a breath, especially if you want to do something that is outside of societal norm, which could be a career in the arts, which could be anything, right? Usually anything in the arts, entertainment, that sort of stuff. But even other people that want to maybe start a restaurant that's fairly unique or anything like that, right? And I honestly do believe that, especially in these days, it has become harder and harder to stand out and to make your dreams come true. That's not to say they can't happen. That is to say that it's just more difficult. Simply that. Now, I bring that up because one of the things that I had kind of gotten on myself about was now I've been <laughs> right now. I'm working on three different blog posts and they're real long as I click over here through the uh, through the. Uh, tabs that I have. I'm looking at Blogger right now. And one of them is, I have three right now. There's technically four or five total, but these are the three big ones that, thank goodness I'm able to write my blogs while I'm at other shows, you know, in between while I'm at the hotel or something like that. And it's not even writing so much as I'm just doing spoken word into my phone on the notes app. And that has helped me out a lot. Now, granted, there's the whole mess of exporting all that text and then trying to make sense of it and re-edit it. That takes a little bit of time. But in the grand scheme of things, this is much better. So I have three uh, three of these posts that I'm going to be putting on my blog soon. The first one is for Icon 11. The next one is for Fountain City Con. And then C2E2. And then there's a couple of other smaller ones in between. But I'm going to focus on these three. As I was editing back through what I had spoken that had been transversed over into text, especially on icon. 
um, I, I name them sometimes little subtitles, right? And that one was Icon 11, a reality check. And this is going to be the first one. What I'm going to be doing the next episode is actually going to be me narrating the entire entry since it's so long. And I think that's something I'm going to be doing with future podcast episodes is utilizing this platform as a way to provide an audio sort of accompaniment for these things. So in that one, I really had to come to terms with a lot. And I think I've already talked a little bit about Icon 11. But recently, with being able to look at what I've gone through and what I've endured... I have to be really frank with myself, really candid, and understand that, yes, there are things that happen that are outside of my capacity to be able to handle. But there are a lot of things that I single-handedly could have taken care of myself, whether that was better preparation for a show, whether that was understanding what I'm doing marketing-wise, or even interpersonally, you know, working towards trying to make better sales, right? And sometimes... Random things happen. I was sending out a piece of artwork this morning. No, it was uh, it was about 1 or 2 in the afternoon. So earlier today. Right now it's about 9 o'clock at night. Like it always is when I record these episodes. And it was the strangest thing. I, uh, I took this bit of artwork in. And I was sweating it a little bit just trying to make sure, okay, hey, is, am I going to be able to get this affordably to the UK? It had been a while since I'd sent anything overseas. And, of course, prices have gone up. So I, I get in there, get all that taken care of, and through talking with the uh, the post office worker that was there, there's always that weird and interesting conversation that happens when anyone's into kind of nerdy or pop culture sort of stuff. And we spoke a little bit around, and she's like, oh, you're an artist. What do you have? Oh, I've got to see this artwork. And I showed her, and it was an illustration of Ardeth Bay, played by the actor Oded Fair in the Mummy movies, the ones with like Rick O'Connell and all them. And uh, Ardeth Bay is my favorite character on there. And I had done this illustration, which is actually sitting right next to me here on uh, the desk next to my recording area. Oh, gosh, it's, it's it's been like at least two decades, something like that, Fifteen, at least 15 years ago. And this person somehow managed to find this illustration and was wondering if I still had it. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, well, who is this person? But nonetheless, I end up... Uh, you know, made the sale on Etsy. Woo! I was so, so happy about that. Was getting it ready. And uh, and this person's like, oh, I want to see, you know, do you have a picture of it? I was like, oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah. Well, the Etsy listing where I was pulling the address from. So I popped that open. They took a look. Like, oh, my God. Are you going to be making Rick O'Connell? And I was like, you know, it's funny. That was my initial intent back then. But now with the popularity of this one shoring up, I'm probably going to be doing everyone that was in the cast at some point. I just have got to figure out when, where, and what other projects I have need attention first and they were really excited about that so they're like you know do you you know do you have a website and all this other stuff i was like yeah actually and just you know i always carry i carry mood cards these small little cards that you can get like up to 50 or 100 different designs on the backs of them and, and they work as a wonderful mini portfolio i've gotten so many compliments on them and they've led to jobs thankfully you know little freelance jobs here and there well, so what I ended up doing was I gave her a card and we're talking and, and uh, this was after a good conversation about werewolves and art and comics and how she'd never been to Planet Comic Con or Naka Con or any of these other shows around here. She was just more, you know, withdrawn in her fandom. She didn't really do that stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, check out these shows. They're really fun. And I always I always try and 
and hype up any shows around here. You know, the, the more people that go out, the better. It infuses new blood, new collectors, new fans. You know, it builds the it builds the community, and it, and I think it adds a lot to it. So, I, I brought up every show I knew from Free State onward. I was like, you know, if you like smaller shows, here's some great ones, and and then this, you know. But, um, she asked for a business card, and then the, the out of the blue, there was a woman behind me that uh, this one kind of threw me a little bit. Um, she also asked for a business card, and 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 it was such a blur. The whole moment was so bizarre because I was like. That's great. And she actually asked, like, because the first lady didn't know who I was, but this second one seemed to, because she was like, oh, are you Mario the Artisan Rogue? And I'm I'm still kind of getting used to the idea that people, I mean, this isn't like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm famous. It's not like that. It's like, I'm starting to understand that the reach that I do on, especially TikTok, is getting out there. And more than a few people here in Kansas City follow me on there. So that's really cool when I do run across people that like my art or or are just interested in what I do. And so that gave me an interesting thought right there. Had I not had today fairly free to be able to go out and mail this package out, I wouldn't have made these other two connections. Now I understand that I could make those same connections at a show or otherwise, but I'm willing to bet that if this young lady who was in front of me working at the post office, wasn't somebody who had gone to shows or anything else like that, then there's a good chance the one behind me may not have as well, too. I don't know that for certain, but I have found more and more people that are like, oh, I didn't even know about that show. I mean, sincerely, like, especially when you do shows, you assume that everyone does shows or everyone goes to them or everyone knows these things. But no, there's a large contingent of fandoms, of, of pop culture lovers that just don't go anywhere. And maybe it's they don't have anyone to go with or they don't know anyone or they don't know how it works or what to do or they're nervous. So it's totally understandable. But after I got that done, I left. I was like feeling a little, you know, like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. But it also hit me that recently I've been a lot more. I've been a lot more withdrawn in what I've been doing because I'm trying to reset how I'm proceeding with my professional end as far as my output of art, how I'm presenting myself at shows, all that sort of stuff. And what's really crazy is, is that the last few shows I've done haven't been um, the major ones, right? The major ones I did, like Nakacom was great. Icon 11 was a bizarre moment, just almost as crazy, if not, well, no, 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 it was not as crazy as C2E2, but definitely a humbling experience. Fountain City Con was one where there was nothing I could do and the show just didn't go very well. Then there were other ones that I attended, like KC Retro Gaming Swap and Collectibles. That show was amazing. That's another one I'll be doing a, a quick review on. If you follow me on TikTok, there's a really good one on there, and I've, I think I've also shared it to my Instagram. But they, uh, but the you know I was able to go and talk to people and hand out business cards and just network and have fun. And it's interesting to me how when left to my own devices, yes, I'm still battling a lot of things like depression and, you know, my lack of self-worth, you name it, right? All these things. But I'm also able to find time now to be able to be more myself, which sounds really bizarre, right? I mean, maybe some of you understand what I mean. There have been plenty of times when I feel like no matter what I do, whether it's 
drawing, designing, creating new stuff, trying to update my Etsy site, whatever it is, I always end up feeling like whatever I'm doing is not good enough. And I've spoken at length about imposter syndrome in many, many episodes, right? But it's still here. It still haunts me. And going back to what I was talking about, I know that with both Icon 11 and with C2E2, I was woefully underprepared. There were situations and circumstances that were well outside of my control that transpired at those shows that, you know, knocked me for a loop. But it was also, I have to be able to own my own fault in this. I have to be able to admit, hey, there's definitely something wrong. And I had, you know, a part to play in that. With other shows like Fountain City, that was something where as hard as I tried, and I mean, I went full tilt on that one. I was like, I'm going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at this show. I, I threw everything out there. I tried to market as best as I could, and it was just not good. It wasn't for lack of trying on the part of the showrunners. I think they did everything they could, but there was a lot of things, and I'm not going to go into that right now. This is not about bashing shows or bringing them up. This is just matter of fact that I could definitely prove from my square receipts. Um, and because of that, like the the real salve for my soul has been... Like even when I did uh, the KC Retro show, and then even here just not that long ago, just a weekend ago, when I did Free State Comic Con in Lawrence, um, although that was a slower, smaller show for me, it was absolutely rewarding. I managed to sell some things. I managed to get a, a few more things, you know, worked out, you know, and, and I kept a simpler layout compared to the other shows I did. But it also worked in my favor and that I was able to talk to people and have fun genuinely and enjoy just the atmosphere and everything. And it led to me also being incorporated into two other shows, which was amazing. And sometimes it really is something that I have to remind myself to put myself back out there more and more because it is that important, right? It is that necessary to be able to do these things. I was actually watching a coaching session earlier where the instructor was talking about how under perfect circumstances, we want to be able to sell everything we can online. We, you know, a lot of creatives probably don't want to get out there and talk to people or, or do all these things, right? They just, it's, I remember, and I've talked about this before. I watched this old DVD every once in a while. It's called stripped and it's about uh, the comic strips, both webtoons and the classic ones in newspapers. And there was a woman in there that was, she was, uh, I, I believe it's the illustrator that does the comic strips, Kathy. She was talking about how, I don't know how or why, but I always have this idea in my head that I really just kind of want a bag of money to show up. I want to be able to draw my comics and a bag of money to show up. That is not insanity. That is, that is applicative measure that we all have to some degree. I know I certainly feel that way because right now, if I'm being completely and totally honest, a lot of what I've gone through has been because I know that I can't perform professionally to certain levels. And I had to take a step back. That took a lot out of me. That was going to cost me money. That was going to cost me a lot of other things to be able to step away professionally from doing graphic design. And I'm still on target that by either the end of this month or the middle of next month that I will be completely out of the graphic design game. I, I will still be doing illustration. And of course I'll be doing graphic design for myself and for a few specific jobs that still have some longevity to them, but otherwise I'm not advertising that anymore. 
The truth was I've always been an illustrator and that was what I always coveted, always what I wanted to be. That is when I am at my most happiest, but I have been out of that for so long. And I know that sounds crazy because I just published Ardor issue one. And that was a mountain of drawing. If you follow me on any social media, you know that that's what I went through. And I was showing off the pages, the penciling, the inking, and then putting it all back together and creating the cover, all of that stuff. But it still came down to this really ugly reality that I never took the time bringing this all the way back to what I started with. I never took the time to be quiet and listen to myself and see if that was, this was really where I wanted to end up. And that was such just such a foundational moment for me. Now, I'm not saying that for anyone listening to this, that you just like up and quit your job and do this sort of thing. I am saying this. If you really want something in life, the path to it is probably not going to be the smoothest and it sure as hell is not going to be the easiest. And financially, it is not always going to be the best. But I also understand that I don't want to be sitting in the same circumstance I am right now, 10 years down the road, regretting not having taken better care of my own ideologies and wishes and then regretting it later. The crazy part about this is there's that saying about, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I have never really agreed with that. And more so recently when I've understood that our memories are faulty. Sometimes something like Facebook can be not only addictive because of the whole doom scrolling aspect, but also jarring when you suddenly see a post that reminds you that you did an illustration that you swear is only about a year or two old. And it says you drew this seven years ago. That's a reality check I didn't want, but it happens more and more. I've seen it happen in real time. You know, when I worked at jobs and friends of mine, you know, worker, fellow coworkers are talking about a project or a moment. They're like, oh my God, yeah, time's gone by. Or they realize like somebody's kid was a certain age or just born at that time. And that child is now like, you know, about to graduate high school. Like it's, it's seriously a mind trip, right? Now, I'm hoping none of this is triggering anyone's anxiety or doing anything else like that. That is not what I'm trying to get at here. In fact, I brought up something the other day that I saw that I thought I was talking to my brother about this. I thought it was actually a really cool idea, but I tend to have a little, I, I think I probably would have panicked about 10 years ago if I had seen this thing, but there is a calendar you can buy and it simply has the amount of weeks left or weeks. Yeah. It is the number of weeks left in, in, in your life based on an 88 year um, schedule. Okay. So if you're like past 44, you're already running it, it. You have far less things to fill in. And it's, it's, it's kind of a sobering thing to see. Right. And I think that that's one of the, the, the crazy, crazy things about living life. We take for granted that the sun will always rise tomorrow, that there, that's always going to be there. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. That's a fairly optimistic way of looking at life. And, and I celebrate that. I, I think that is a good thing. But I also believe waking up the next day and being thankful and trying to do as much good as you can, not as much as you can, but as much good as you can for yourself and for others in that moment and in that day, that's really what it's about. 
I've seen people try and multitask and I'm going to be honest. And this is kind of some strong language, but I think multitasking is bullshit. I do. I really do. I don't think that that is a normal. I don't think that is a normal facet of being a human. I think it's, I think it's insanity. I think that is closer to insanity than being a schizophrenic. I really do because the fact that we have molded ourselves into these aspects that are supposed to churn out things for companies is anyone that does that. Are you going to be on your deathbed going, Oh my God, I'm so glad I got these extra InDesign files out. My God, I'm so glad that I managed to stock these extra parts, man. I am so happy that I got this extra little bit of paperwork finished. And I understand I do a job is a job and many of us do the jobs we have to do so that we can get paychecks so that we can make a living so we can do things. But it seems like there's so much stacked against us in life, whether it's just basically how education is handled to everything, basically societally right now. Now I'm not going to go down that tangent. That's I'll reserve that for any one of the other episodes. But I will state my own belief on this. When I started to take time for myself about a week ago, and this is weird, right? I, I struggled. I had a run of a few days where I probably could have gotten a lot more done. But there were some days where I, I let myself have the time to just sit and do nothing. Or I held off on going somewhere. You know, or I simply ran errands and didn't buy anything extra and then came back and tried to focus on working. Now, I'm, my mind is still every single which way. Like right now, technically, I should be finishing downloading some images offline and getting some getting this last uh, blog post that I was working on, getting it edited and uploaded. But still got to do the photos for that. And I'm trying to calm myself down to be more focused because I'm never going to see things come to fruition as I want them to. Now I could sit here and also say that I think the aspect of being able to go to therapy, but that's not all of it. A friend of mine, uh, who's way smarter than, uh, than I, you know, whatever, not that I ever thought he was not smart. I'm just always stunned when I've known somebody for the better part of my life and the amount of wisdom that comes out of them just shocks me. They had made a post that very much reflected on the fact that you can take all the medications and all the therapy and all the list making and inspirational apps on your phone that you want, right? You can do that. But if you at your basic, at your most internal vulnerable self do not want to change, it doesn't matter. Not even in the slightest. Because that's where it has to start. And because I inadvertently ended up with some time that I specifically told myself, I'm not going to do anything right now. I was so close to literally breaking. I was so close to just throwing in the towel on so much of what I did. I mean, I think I've talked about this before, but I... In the middle of summer, I was actually telling myself I'm done. I 
I didn't even want to do comic books or illustration anymore. I just wanted to go do something else. I had been so beaten down by what the expectation of your of a, of a job could be, of what expectations were upon myself. I wasn't thinking. I was barely sleeping. I'm still struggling with a lot of those things. But for the first time, I'm feeling a bit more clear-minded and a lot less stress. And I know that I have the capacity to be able to make ends meet. I have to trust in myself to be able to do the things that I believe in, that I know I'm good at, and utilize them in a way that makes sense in a small business format. I realize that I need to take the shows that I participate in, whether they're huge shows in another state or local mini cons, I need to take them seriously. It goes right back to the entire quote that I have saved in a little piece of part, a little piece of paper in my wallet from one of my heroes, Steve Bloom, the voice actor that says the audition is the job. That same thing, whether it's directly or metaphorically used, can be applied to how we live life. Every effort we make should absolutely be the effort for the finality, for the aspect of getting through it. That is exactly how we figure out whether or not a job sucks or a person is, you know, venomous in our lives or maybe just something isn't right with us because it's too easy to take a lot of this and apply it onto other people and go, well, this person hurt me. And so they're trash or this job was just terrible or this con sucked. But it takes a lot more energy and self-realization to be able to go, maybe I wasn't ready for this con. Maybe this person doesn't suck. Maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe this person didn't hurt me. Maybe I was just in a bad place and I took it wrong. Whatever. There's an infinite number of ways to take these things. So I guess at the end of all this, what I'm saying is, we all should take some time to stop and to really think. I don't mean that in some sort of scribbly-ass way that's put onto a piece of board and sold at Hobby Lobby. I mean that in a way that is real. Right now, if you finished this episode and you made it to the end, first of all, thank you very much. Secondly, take the time to turn off my podcast and sit and appreciate the things around you. It could be the chair you're sitting in. It could be the meal you're eating. It could be the cat or dog next to you. It could be a loved one. It could be a hobby you're doing right now. And then sit quietly after that and think. It's not the easiest thing. It's really not. Because we all carry a lot of baggage and a lot of trauma from time to time. But it does give us the ability to be able to refocus our lives. At least it did for me, and I hope it will for you. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, I am Mario the Artisan Row, and this is Radio 74. I publish this podcast every one, great once in a while, probably every couple weeks, and you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I appreciate you guys so much for listening, and for those of you that have followed me and found me and talked to me and shown up at shows and all that stuff, that's just... Ah, it's getting to be really cool, I, and I sincerely appreciate it so very much. Thank you, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hey.